Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Performing Ad, coming to you live from the Royal Auto Club headquarters, the Performance Car Lifestyle Club in North Carolina. I'm your host, Tim Jones. Hope you've had a good week. We've been cranking on some media-related things here at Hoyle over the last few weeks. Actually, the last few months, to be honest with you. But uh, not just this podcast, but we've got a video up on YouTube um, for you to take a look at to sort of give you an overview on what Hoyle is all about. And also, our T-shirts have finally made it. They're on the site. Uh, I mentioned them briefly last time. We really wanted to do something that would tie North Carolina and Wales together as uh, this year I've officially lived half my life here and half my life over there. Um, so we created a series of shirts under the hashtag of hash N-C-Y-M-R-U or N-C-Cymru. Uh, so take a look at uh, Instagram for that hashtag N-C-Y-M-R-U and you'll see images of the shirts or you can just go to the site and have a look at them. But every one of them is sort of a simple design that we wanted to relate back to North Carolina performance car heritage, even though Hoyle is very much a Welsh name. We had a lot of fun working on these pitching ideas back and forth with my old buddy Britton Peck. And if you want to see some of the work that Britton's done on some of his other projects, and he's an amazingly talented guy, you can find Britton uh, at www.brittonpeck.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-I-N peck.com. And I'll put all these in the notes on the site. Uh, so check out the um, check out the apparel section of the of the website hoyleautoclub.com. That's H-W-Y-L-A-U-T-O-C-L-U-B.com. It's easier to say than it is to spell. Trust me. So this week, what I thought we would do is do a little bit of a deep dive on the latest trend in luxury cars, and that's these giant luxury SUVs. Uh, hopefully, I don't come across as an old curmudgeon about these things, but I thought I'd. Sort of talk about them a little bit because Rolls-Royce of all people have just launched the Cullinan and it joins a list of these things that's really getting longer and longer by the minute. So let's let's just have a look at the list of these things. So we've got the Cullinan from Rolls, we've got the Bentayga from Bentley, you've got the Lamborghini Urus, you've got the Mac Daddy, the original, the Range Rover, Ferrari's coming out with something that they're not going to call an SUV, they're going to call something else, but it'll be an SUV. Uh, the Maserati Levante, the uh, Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio, which I just enjoy saying. It's just really a normal SUV. Uh, the Porsche Cayenne Turbo. There's the BMW X8. There's probably an Audi, I'm forgetting, like a Q8 or something. Um, there's the AMG G-Wagon. There's a four-wheel drive version. There's even a six-wheel version of that. Um, Aston Martin is bringing out something called the DBX and then there was that crazy Lagonda prototype with the Geneva Auto Show so I mean it's just I mean it's out of hand right it, I mean it's really out of hand I mean and how many of these are really going to be sold or are being sold well unfortunately for us performance car enthusiasts more of them are being sold than the cars and that's the reason why right these guys need cash they need money to, to build these things and I blame Porsche Range Rovers were around for a while. Soft rotors like the Lexus and the Mercedes were already there, but um, the performance SUV really kicked in when Porsche launched the Cayenne, especially the turbo version. Um, And it's now on its third iteration. And let's be honest, the first one really had a face only a mother could love. But apparently there were a lot of mothers out there. (laughs) They sold a ton of them. And it really did save the company. So 
if you're driving a 918 or a 911 GTS with a Cayenne driver when you see them, right? they're the reason that you've got that car. You know, and, and this is the numbers to back that up. It was in 1993, Porsche sold 3,700 vehicles only in North America. Last year, they sold 52,000 cars in North America, and almost 70% of those were SUVs, which is mind-boggling to me. But, but these things are not exactly cheap either. I mean, most of the large barges on that list that I mentioned, they're over 100 grand if you spec them out, you know, with leather and carbon and navigation and gigantic wheels and heated and reclining everything on them. And some of them are even twice or three times that price. The Bentley, for example, has a tourbillon watch option that's $160,000 just for the option. Well, we're talking about it, so I guess it's working, right? Um, but people love them. They love them. They're sitting up high. They're super comfortable. They're roomy. They can carry a bunch of shit in the back. And with all the horsepower and torque they've got, they, they're pretty quick. But they can't go around corners like a sports car, although the Cayenne Turbo does actually do a pretty amazing job of controlling it all. But, but there's only one reason why these things are getting made, and that's because people are buying them, and they make a ton of money for the car companies, right? Some of the ones that are from the same parent company, the, based on what I've seen on YouTube with the reviewers of these cars, you know, they all feel a bit samey, even though they've done a lot of work to differentiate the interiors of them. You heard me, Volkswagen. And a lot of it's like slapping a Vauxhall badge on an Opel or saying an M12 Maserati is not really an Enzo. I mean, we all know they're the same thing, right? And in reality, if you're going to buy an SUV, you don't really need anything more than a Range Rover. Do you really need anything? No, you don't. Like, you're not going to go hammering around a track in a Bentley Bentayga. You're not taking your X8 BMW off-road anywhere. I mean, I see people driving around uh, with these gigantic things and they're breaking to go over, you know, like railroad tracks and cattle grids and stuff. It's ridiculous. But I think the difference between the Range Rover and the others is really that the Range Rover does everything it's supposed to do extremely well. It doesn't really try to do the other things like hooning around a racetrack while the others are trying to be everything all in that one vehicle. It can do this, it can do that, it can do the other things. Yeah, but it's not worth it, right? I think that's why the Cullinan is going to be a hit. I mean, I really think they're going to sell, even at those ridiculous prices, a lot of them. And a lot is relative, I mean, but you know, it'll work because it does the same things that a Range Rover does, but with a level of exclusivity that you just can't touch. But if you think about it, they sell 2,000 Range Rovers a month. Last year, Rolls-Royce sold just over 3,300 cars worldwide. If you take a couple of those more affluent Range Rover customers and move them onto a Cullinan, it's going to be a pretty big change to the bottom line at Goodwood. All those others are just going to make a ton of money for their respective parent company. Again, Volkswagen, and I see you and your diesel fiends, diesel fines. But ultimately, it'll mean more money to be pumped into proper cars for proper drivers, but some of them, they just don't, they don't happen. This Urus is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it looks like a Kia with giant wheels on it. I'm sure the interior of it is beautiful and it'll go like the clappers, but Lamborghini should stick to making crazy two-seat hooligan sports cars. Use money from 
somewhere else to try and fund them if Volkswagen really does own them. So buy a Range Rover, or if your pockets are deep enough, buy a Cullinan. And then hopefully we'll all come to our senses and start driving sporty wagons and sports cars again so we can stop this nonsense. Anyway, that's enough for me. That's all for this week. More musings this next time about some other topic. Uh, probably luxury sports cars or ridiculously expensive hypercars. We'll see. But if you love performance cars and the lifestyle associated with, associated with it, check us out on the web at hoyleautoclub.com. Again, that's H-W-Y-L-A-U-T-O-C-L-U-B. The blog is there with news and events. There's some uh, additional notes about the podcast as well. Uh, there's also information on the T-shirts and how you can buy those. They're, I mean, they're, they're lovely shirts. Look good on you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and we're also on or, you know, all the social channels as well, on the tweets and the Instagram. And we're there at Hoyle Auto, H-W-Y-L-A-U-T-O. And this podcast, you can find us wherever you would find podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and all those other things as well. So, so thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Performiad. Hoyle everyone.